It's episode 86 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses. And this week's guests are Andrew Armfield and Fiona McGarvey. Ourselves. Best very people to clap. <laughs> we we gave ourselves a very warm welcome. Yeah. That was nice, guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Us. Nailed it. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having us. I would like to ask you about Joachim and is it Joachim? Is that how we say it? Joachim with an N. With an N. Joachim. I'd like to ask you about Joachim and Gillian play folk. Yay! Yay. Um, round of applause. So where to begin? Aww. I like saying round of applause instead of doing a round of applause. That's a nice shortcut you figured out there. Round of applause. Round of applause for you, sir. Round of applause for you. Um, yeah, where do we start? Do you want to explain? At the beginning? Maybe? Yes, yes. Do that. No, I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say. Do you want to explain what the uh, what the show is, and then maybe explain how you got there. Like yes, that sounds like a better Yes, thing. good. I'm glad you're here for structuring purposes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Joaquin and Gillian are two characters that we play who are folk musicians from Barnsley in the north of England. Mm-hmm. And um, they come and do shows and basically they have hundreds of songs. Too many songs. Too many songs because they've recorded every song they've ever written. Yeah. Um, so when they come to the gigs, they don't want to put together a set list, so they just ask the audience what songs they want to hear, and the audience shout out the songs, and then... They dutifully play them. Yeah. Um, but we have, um, have to be clear that the songs are improvised. <laughs> yeah, we've had, <laughs> we've had a few, um, misunderstandings with the structure of the show, so we're constantly devising new ways to inform our audience that, in fact, the show is improvised fake music. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll come on to that another time. So um, every song is completely improvised yeah. and uh, we make it on, up on the spot with our, well, Andy's mostly um, variety of music instruments, musical instruments and my violin. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's great, yeah. And it started because we did a podcast, funnily enough, yeah. come full circle, yeah. um, with a friend of ours and on it we we wanted to play these two, but we improvised everything about them apart from, I think we just knew that they were, did we just decide folk that musicians. they were? Folk musicians, yeah, and a duo. Yeah. That's all we brought to the podcast, and then on the podcast, we created these characters. Yeah. And their real names are actually... Um, Jimmy and Marmalade. <laughs> Jimmy and Marmalade, but their stage names are Joaquin and Gillian. Yeah. Which is a lesser known fact, actually. We don't usually tell our audiences No, that. I mean, there was a lot, that podcast was kind of crazy, and there's a lot lot from it that we didn't decide to keep in the canon that Gillian was eight foot tall uh yeah we had <laughs> hard to, to do live and we, we met a talking bear there was yeah, a, yeah as often happens on podcasts we so, went a bit wild but, yeah um so we had to rein it in a bit but we've been taught that that's the best way around to do things yeah <laughs> go as big as you can and then pull it back <laughs> and then forget all of it <laughs> um yeah we make up our own improv rules yeah 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 um so that's when they started on this podcast and then they've just grown from there really um and now we're doing our full hour-long shows with them um and it's going down quite well so we're loving it so yeah it's really good fun and it is i mean it's funny what we were saying about making sure people know it's improvised we were talking about this today because we had uh, we did a couple of shows at the white bear um in kennington and 
even with people giving suggestions for song names, I, one of my friends who came thought it was scripted, like entirely. <laughs> they must be like, these guys cannot write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we need them to know that it's made up, right? <laughs> yeah. like, Otherwise it's, it's they're important. like a bit underwhelmed by the, you know, yeah. quite funny and sweet songs, <laughs> but not a bit wacky, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, the, and the talking in between. But if they know that it's improvised, then they think it's... Yeah. yeah, and the and the so my impressed. friend who thought it was scripted. You know, when we say what's what song do you want to hear? I'm waiting for an ask for. She, every time she goes, someone's forgotten their cue. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely think we're giving people lines. Oh, she yeah, thought they were all planted. Um, we can only just about get our friends to come to the shows. Let alone give them lines to say. Uh, so yeah, that's funny. So we're working out how to inform our audience yeah. of the improvised nature of the show. I mean, that is the biggest compliment. I mean, it is annoying, oh, but, but it is the biggest compliment. compliment yeah. yeah. And I think we're, we're kind of, because talking about ways to introduce it and whether, you know, because obviously if you go to an improv lineup night, you have a person at the beginning, oh, it's saying, you know, this is improv, everything you see is made up and you yeah. can do the, getting the audience to shout out their names and getting them to shout out their favorite dinosaur and that sort of thing to warm them up. Whereas because the, um, format of the show is that it's a Joaquin and Gillian gig you know we don't want to yeah. go out and say yeah. hi we're Fee and Andy improvisers and now we're going to be Joaquin and Gillian we yeah. want it to be there Joaquin and Gillian's gig yeah. Yeah. yeah so then it's just whether we have a big sign behind us that says this is improv but don't tell us <laughs> like, I don't really uh yeah we, <laughs> we need to go and out. see other it's it's quite unique isn't it that's that's basically the point is that at other Im improv shows the nature of the improv is the is the you know the banner of the mm, show yeah. whereas what we're trying to do is sell a show where it's not the banner and that's and that's really difficult and actually not that maybe there aren't so many things that we've seen of people doing that yeah although although maybe, maybe they do i don't know and and maybe it's like you know lots of the shows that we've done before have been real improv audiences yeah and they're, they're you know connoisseurs of the the whole thing so they really know what's going on whereas as we're starting this show we're getting other audience members in and um even just family and friends who don't go to improv that often yeah. or whatever um and there's a confusion that we've just never really met before I think. yeah and yeah that, i think that's it because our improv has been so many line-up nights and improv audiences yeah and they and they improv audiences you know know to shout out and that's allowed yeah. <laughs> yeah. also know that it doesn't really matter what you shout out and someone was saying it one of our shows, they they were like, oh, I know I meant to say something, but what if it's silly? Yeah. Like, oh, give it to us, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's and it's a really interesting learning curve for us. It is, yeah. Because it's to know what to yeah. do about it as well. Because we don't want to undermine ourselves, like you say, by mm. going on and being like, you don't want to describe the show before you do the show. That seems a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But equally, like you also say, we want them to understand what the show is. Yeah. Um, so we'll get there. We'll I get, yeah. yeah, we'll work I mean, it out. the more we just bully it into people as they leave. <laughs> yeah. um, we're always in the bar, you know, in the pub after, after our shows, talking to our friends, like, what do you mean you think it's scripted? <laughs> so for it to be scripted, so I don't even, I mean, I know because I've seen you perform and I'm coming from an improv background. To me, it's obvious that it's made up yeah. because somebody from the audience calls out the name of a song and then you perform a song with that name. I know. For that to work, for that not to be improvised, you would, it's just... Does there, 
do the people that think it isn't improvised think that the person that called out the name of the song is a bigger fan of yours than they are? <laughs> so they already they know the songs. So they're calling out for their favourite. Maybe that is. Maybe, maybe yeah. They, they think, actually have they our think, CDs. They think we're real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, glorious. <laughs> if we need to get to work, if we need to make the fifty CDs that we pretend to play from. <laughs> I love the idea that we go to the bar afterwards, and like our pals would be like, guys, you just missed a great show. Yeah. <laughs> we came to see you, but you weren't on. It was these guys called Joaquin and Jimmy. They had loads of fans. Oh, God. I feel like you could write a film about this where improv characters like actually take over, take our, over lives. our lives, and people think that they're us. That, that, that they're not us, but it is us. And Quick, say copyright. Oh, copyright. Go <laughs> on, steal that. that. I'm making it in 2020. That's how the law works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see in a circle. Oh, the see in a circle. Like a snow globe, but with water in it. Now, ignore that. Uh, yeah, I think that undermines the legality of that. Before that, it was pretty much no. legally binding, but now... Uh... So sorry, Vic. Have Damn it, Andy. <laughs> so, have you thought about playing folk gigs? For real. For real. Oh, so going to for, oh, we should. But, oh. the, but the, that would require us writing music. See, that's the, well, if we go, what we would need actually is to go to folk night and have someone in the audience who knows what's going on. Then they could shout what they like and everyone else would go, my God. Oh my god. Really fun. We should do that. We should do that. Are there folk open mic nights? There must yeah. be. And there's folk lineup nights, which I reckon with enough sway we could get on. <laughs> This is a great idea. I think we should do it. That would be amazing. Although we're so sneaky. Told. That's true. I mean, if if there's anyone with like folk improv crossover podcast listening habits, then they, they would know. They would know. But they but, could be the person we plant. Come forward. Yes. Come forward, sir and or madam. <laughs> I don't know how big the Venn diagram of improv <laughs> and folk music is. I don't know who's in, in Who's that. in the middle I section. mean, imagine it's you two. Yeah, it's just us. <laughs> maybe two, I mean, there may be other people, but you two are the two people that I know about. Uh, that's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, so why Barnsley? Great question. Well, I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah. Go on, <laughs> Don't you know the reason? Let's see what you say. <laughs> In the show when I'm like, why don't you tell the story about when you found that twig when we were 10? Um, well, we wanted to be from somewhere in the UK. So we opened my laptop and went on Google Maps <laughs> um, and found Barnsley. It jumped out at us from the yeah. map. Basically, from the map, from yeah. basically, yeah. Um, and, that, and that's what we chose. Mm. And also then we found out that um, Barnsley creates several famous folk singers yeah. in real life. Um, so then it seemed like a very viable option for us. Yeah, no, it's getting, there's a folk festival there every year run by a wonderful folk singer called Kate Rusby. And um, it's really, so I, uh, one of our shows at the White Bear, a couple of my pals from uni came, who I haven't seen in a while, and I didn't realise they're massively into folk music. And so they know about Kate Rusby. And at her live shows, she, and a lot of folk artists do it, but Kate Rusby does it especially, over-explains every song. And will tell you the whole story and then play the song. And the story takes about 10 minutes and the song's three minutes. And um, <laughs> when um, my friend came to the show, yeah. she said, oh, you did that thing that Kate Rusby does. I was like, yeah, we were just, we were just chatting. That's just how we do it. Um, <laughs> Accidentally so pastiching folk. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of meant to be. Yeah, I think it is as well. Yeah, I think um, it's right. Yeah, and we kind of, because we and we wanted to give the character somewhere to be from that wasn't just our accents. Yeah. 
that's the yeah the more to get sort of to, professional answer yeah to yeah. G- to so to give us some separation some separation yeah because otherwise it's just well it wouldn't it wouldn't just be fear and Andy but it makes an obvious difference yes. yeah yes um, um, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I agree I concur <laughs> I, so do I hundred percent well done uh, and Andy you said you uh, you play multiple instruments. What are we? What do? You, what can someone expect if they come and see your show? Oh well, um, so bit of guitar, a lot of bit of banjo, um, mandolin, shruti box, which is a beautiful like Indian drone instrument that's kind of like a accordion but less work. <laughs> uh, squeeze box, mm, violin from P. Yeah. Does the violin. I bring the violin. She brings the violin, which I cannot play. <laughs> Thank God, otherwise it's so really important. You really you show me up. <laughs> Uh, so I think is that all of them? I don't uh, think I missed any. The concertina, squeeze box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite an array. Yes. And it's nice because before the show we put them all out. Put them all in out. In a sort of tableau. Put them all out. Wonder what we're doing with our lives. <laughs> and then we do a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's great. It's nice because I think it gives us a real variety of songs, and we've sort of created little sub genres within the folk heading yeah. Yeah. Um, according to the instruments that we're using at the time um, we do rap with violin um, we do we do a cockney song we do cockney songs with the squeeze box which <laughs> are a personal favourite of yeah. mine it's really, really fun um, silly fun they're from our cockney album yeah of course um, <laughs> one of our cockney albums I should say oh I mean there's <laughs> so many several <laughs> um, yeah and so we yeah so that that's nice I think when we first started it we we didn't think so much about the instruments necessarily, did we? No, and the first few gigs we did, and you, you saw one of our very first at yeah. um, Launchpad, you know, we just used guitar. Yeah. And then we did a gig in Edinburgh, because um, I met, I went to a Swedish International Improv Festival with Multiverse last year, and there met a lovely girl called Jules, who does improv in Edinburgh and the scene there when the students aren't about is very small so I got a chance for about the show and Fee and I did this is a very long-winded story but strapping guys it's got a good ending <laughs> um so Fee and I went on tour over summer with a company based in Glasgow so on our way we were going through Edinburgh so I said to Jules well do you want us to come play and that oh, that was probably one of my favorite shows we've done yeah actually. that's great it was really an interesting being somewhere we don't know at all because you know we've been to lots of gigs at the Miller and yeah. you know so it was really fun. And um, an old pal of mine from uni who I haven't seen in... So she graduated in my first year. So I won't have seen her in seven years, since 2010. Who lives in Edinburgh, came to see the show. And um, they really enjoyed it. But they said, play other instruments. Because you yeah. play other instruments. So don't just do guitar. Because you have that yeah. those options. And, and um, I think it's... Um... We, we've worked a lot together, not in improv, and we've trained together. Um, so this is sort of like one part of the work that I, in my head is how I think of it, that we do together with other people as well or whatever. Um, so the tour that we do in um, summer was Shakespeare. Um, and we, it's open air Shakespeare, there's, it's all live music. And so we were hired as um, actor musos for, the, for these tours that we do. And that, I think, that's really aided us in mm. growing Wacky and Jillian as well, um, because I don't know. You got the concertina for well, oh you, yeah for yeah. I pretty much bought it to use it in the summer Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, essentially, um, <laughs> and then when we came back to London after the tour, we suddenly felt 
so equipped by this concertina and wanted to incorporate it. So it's kind of like, you know, a big amalgamation of all the other work that we do and how we're using probably more more music than we thought we would in our careers yeah. as well um, from sure. since we've graduated. Um, which is nice because really nice, then you yeah. feel like you're adding things to it and we're always thinking about where to take the show and what more we can do with it. And I don't think back way back when we created these characters on that podcast that we spoke about earlier that we thought that we would be doing this kind of show oh, now. No. No. We didn't really have a thought of it. And that's that's nice to look retrospectively, to look back and um, be excited about where you've got to with something. Yeah. Yes, we should probably name check the podcast so people can seek it out. Is it still oh, online? No, it was a... Uh, my poor heart. It was a wonderful podcast that me and my friend Rob did, I'm going to say, four episodes of. <laughs> <laughs> and then it fell to the South by Side. No, it was a podcast called Rob and Beer and Andy. And it was me, uh, me and my pal Rob. And we would... The first half would be us hosting it together and chatting. And then the second half would be um, that I would improvise a character and be a guest and Rob would interview them um, yeah fun and silly and we drink beer hence why the beer it's just, we just put beer in the title to drink beer yeah. um, but no that podcast is unfortunately not uh, on anymore and I don't think it exists anywhere I think oh. it might even be gone from iTunes but um, I mean come and see our shows we're probably better at it now than we were on the podcast so yeah, Definitely they're lost. Come to the shows. it's <laughs> nice to imagine what, what happened on that podcast yeah. even maybe even more than actually hearing it <laughs> yeah. correct we say like it was great it was mm. bad <laughs> <laughs> and the nice thing about using more than one instrument although I enjoyed you very much when you do it mm. just you know you do doing that um, is that just from the audience point of view it's like oh, it's kind of a spectacle and it's a visual thing mm. as well as a, an audio thing yeah. and it just makes it, well, to me, it makes it seem even more improvised. Mm. But then that obviously doesn't seem to be true for all audiences. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right. yeah, but it, 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 um, it makes it, I don't know if easy is the right word, but it means that an hour show, I think, goes quicker and is more enjoyable because you have more variety. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. It yes. just gives more variety to the audience. Yes. and. You know, it would still be a good show if we were just doing it on guitar, but it's more fun yeah. having different instruments. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, I guess, yeah. changes it up, makes it a bit more entertaining. Yeah, I think so. And I, I, I think, mainly I think why we love this show so much is because we just have so much fun doing it yeah. and we have so much fun rehearsing it. And I think that the instruments are so much of that enjoyment oh, is from yeah. the is from the instruments the characters are great and we love that but it is the music for me that i think is just so wonderful and yeah. really um is what we have so much fun doing and i remember at the beginning when we didn't we didn't use my violin and we just used guitar and i was really hesitant to bring the violin mm. into it and andy was like get over it come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, correct which is useful is good to have people saying that to you in your life because um and then suddenly, and you would, I think we were just in my living room and you were like, just play a tune on your violin, just make something up now on your violin. And he played um, guitar with me. And it's that feeling of just being, and I think this goes across all improv, of just relaxing and being like, it is fine if you mess up. It is fine if you play a B flat in C major or whatever. It's just let yourself go. And actually in that letting yourself go, there's so much freedom and so much enjoyment. Um, and it really did, it really, it sounds a bit cheesy, but it really did hit me how fun that was just in that moment. Mm. And then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, no, 
let's do it. We can yeah. do a show like this. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Crack out the champagne, my God. Um, yeah, so... And it, I think with... May, maybe with... Not to get too deep, but with all things, like a lot of stuff just takes on me like, mm, go on, do that. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And it, and then if you allow yourself to, and I think especially, you know, with instruments, uh, if, you know, so on guitar, I'm trained classically and you did classical violin, mm-hmm. right? And if you're so used to being trained in and in reading music and being trained that sticking to the music is the most important thing. Yeah. Then it, you do go, but, but there's, there's a, you panic that you're not reading a thing. And it took me ages to be mm-hmm. like, actually, it's fine. You know, and what I said to you at the time, musical improv, great rule. Well, for us anyway, great rule. If you play a wrong note, play it three times. And people yeah. go, oh, yeah, it's yeah, jazz. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> go, oh, no, that's obviously right. Yeah. 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 No, it's true, though. And and being relaxed. That, and then if you can make a mistake, then you're not holding yourself to yeah. any unachievable goals, which in improv is crucial. Yeah. Because otherwise you can't do anything if you're frightened of making a mistake. And that feels more acute, I think, with music. Mm. Um, because, like you say, we're trained to play the right note and you hear something bad and your whole body convulses and you're like, oh, I failed my grade seven or whatever. <laughs> and Lee shouts it every time on stage, plays the wrong note, she shouts, I failed my grade failed seven, my grade convulses seven. and falls on the floor. <laughs> Best bit of the show. <laughs> but you know, it's built into you um, because, well, that's certainly how I feel about it. Um, and even, um, I was thinking this recently, I've recently taken up learning the piano, which is a... Um, big undertaking um and it's proving very tricky but fun um and I was talking to my grandpa about this because um when you learn when you when I learned the violin I never learned to play anything um by heart because you didn't need to so you'd have your piece of Handel or Bach or whatever and you'd always have the music you'd be trained and taught and practice and then you'd you take an exam for it that's that's Hmm. my history of music that's how I think of it and that's how I learned um and so I never knew anything by heart and so when we started doing all these folk things in the Shakespeare shows when we learned these little tunes and Andy would write tunes and we'd learn them we didn't have any music and you just know them by heart that was just so new to me Mm. and I think that is just a really different way of doing music um and it frees you up Mm. um I I love classical music and I love I love the training I had but it's definitely different oh yeah um And it's hard to get rid of that part of you. That if it doesn't sound beautiful and pretty, it's wrong. Which, as the vi- with growing up with the violin, was <laughs> drummed into me. Because when it doesn't sound pretty, it sounds really horrific. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of enjoying those moments um, and making a joke out of them. And the audience love that. Yeah. Going back to yeah. the show, if you make a mistake, they j- it's like a cherry on the top. They're just yeah. like, whoa! Yeah. And it's making the mistake and then y- using the mistake and recovering from it yeah. and using it. Yeah. As with all improv, it's yeah, a really beautiful thing to watch. Yes. people saving themselves is yeah, yeah. amazing exactly. to see, and it's, it's so impressive. So um, yeah, it's fun. Cool. So when you're doing the show, um, you you come on and you introduce yourselves, and then you is it just a case of asking for you know your the, for the, song? Yeah, the yeah. songs they want to hear. We just and we for when we're doing um, different genres, so we do. In a set, we do four or five songs normally that aren't in a specific genre. But then, for example, we'll say, oh, we thought we'd play you one off our Cockney album. What one do you want to hear? Yeah, so, yes. again, the same thing with us for the song. But if we're doing one and decide to do one in a specific genre, yeah, then we 
we'll say that first. But I mean, you could just as easily say, "What song do you want to hear?" and go, "Oh, it's one of our Cockney ones." Maybe we should try that. Oh, yeah, Although, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know which way around yeah, works that's, better. That's kind of what we do. We sort of introduce. That's the only structure we give it is what style of song we might be doing. Um, but you're right. We could do the other way around. It doesn't really matter. Um, although we quite we have quite a lot of fun describing how we came up with the genre and how the CD and yeah. the songs were written, like you know our trip in '98 to East the when, when we were five, when we were seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of confusion about the ages. Yeah, so, um, maybe I think they're older than us. I don't know. Um, yeah, so the, there's that as well. We kind of go off on a bit of a tangent as we describe the history of this bunch of songs or whatever, and then we ask for one from that bunch. So I suppose you could do that in any way, really. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but the, yeah, the ask for is essentially just saying, what song do you want to hear? And yeah. When, <laughs> when people get it, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> when people are on board and they know what's going on, yeah, it's magic because then they're like, oh, what can we give them? And also yeah. it's nice because they're often... Um, their suggestions are usually inspired by things that we've been talking about. Oh, that's lovely. So yeah. it, yes. it all sort of links together, which yeah. is when the audience is participating and that happens, that yeah. feels nice. And also, one of my favourite favorite suggestions we've ever had, and also one of my favourite songs we've ever done, was at one of the um, White Bear shows. And someone asked for The Last Dinosaur as a song. I'm related to anything. Yeah. So <laughs> just yeah. about the film, I guess. But I mean, I, oh, and it was a really nice song. It was and, a nice song. <laughs> well done us. <laughs> applause for you. Applause for you. Um, yeah. And it's funny. I mean, you, all improvisers get this, but it's amazing what, what comes from people, what people's brains go to. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think I remember at the gig laughing because the, for me, the last dinosaur was so left field. <laughs> yeah, like so unexpected as to what they'd asked for. Yeah, yeah, and it surprises you, and that and that's great. You use the people around you. It's just like um, when even when you're rehearsing improv with a bigger group or whatever, um, you bounce off each other. Um, we do find we have this ongoing joke that um, I always <laughs> pick. My ideas are always things that I can see in the room, which is how <laughs> I've limited my... What's in the room with Fiona McGarvey? It's a great game. It's a great game. It just reminds me of my limited imagination. Um, but it's true. And so I'm like, yes, let's get this audience in and see what's in their brains. Because I'm sure it's much more exciting than what's in mine. I just choose like the pink flamingo over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a good one to have in a room. Yeah, it's yeah. useful. This is a good room. This for is us, a very good yeah. room. Uh, yeah. Thank you to the nursery for uh, allowing us uh, to uh, record here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> applause for you, nursery. Yeah. Applause for you, nursery. Applause. We're not actually going to applause, but we're going to say Six. applause for you, yeah. applause nursery. For you. Yeah. <laughs> so once you've got the suggestion, how do you know? So do you both start playing at the same time? Instruments? No. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> that might lead to a cacophony and people's Maybe ears bleeding. Yeah. So one of you will start playing first. Right. Yeah. How do you tell, how do you decide? Yeah. So we have a little bit of structure for that, don't we? Well. Yeah. So usually, so there's a basically um, it depends what song we're doing. So, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of the set pieces we do are tunes rather than anything with singing. Mm -hmm. So that's when we play together. And then um, with the raps that we do, Fee's playing violin for those, so Fee starts. Mm -hmm. And then when we're both singing, I'll start playing. On a, gu um, on a guitar, on a mandolin, on a yeah. banjo. Um, 
so usually we we talk a little bit about how we wrote that song that they talk about that they suggest sorry um and in that discussion about how we wrote it mm. uh, emerges a sort of theme or a mood or a style lovely from yeah. it um yeah. And sometimes you can flip that on that. It might sound like it's a love song and then Andy will start playing and it's all like really hard, rock, mean, (laughs) angry. Um, Or you go with it, you know, and play to the sort of um, mood of the song, I guess. Um, And and then we go from there. And um, we don't really have that much structure for the lyrics. It's it's quite like you go, I go. But um, we don't really necessarily... We can't sort of follow it as soon as the song gets started, don't we? Yeah, and you can, you you get into... Well, you get into a groove with it. And we usually, you know, find a chorus. Yeah. Usually quite easily. <laughs> Sometimes remember the Sometimes. chorus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of us has to be, yeah, on board to remember the lyrics of the chorus. Because Gosh. we like to go back to it like normal. Like yeah. songs yeah. do. Um, yeah. That's usually fine. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah it is. And, um... Yeah, it's a really fun thing to play. Well, it's about playing with expectation when, you know, as you said, if you describe a love song and then play like a hard rock song or even, we, you know, a few where it starts really sweet and then changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. Yeah. And, so, and we don't know that either. You know, you're singing a verse about how lovely the flowers are or whatever and then you see a poo on the floor. I don't know. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you can expect. <laughs> you, you surprise yourself. Again, yeah. Yeah. you must know from improv... Um, suddenly your mind goes somewhere and those lyrics or those words are coming out sooner than you realise and we're listening to one another and maybe the tone of the song changes and um, I guess that's where the fun really lies is telling a story in the song Um, and that we really, really have no plan for. We just follow our noses um, and each other. Yeah, yeah. and especially when we're doing the raps as well (laughs) because they're so fast. You do, you... Yeah. And you know you try and get some rhymes in for fun, but genuinely you don't really know what's going to yeah. come out. Ooh, fun! Just the scariest out. kind of improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you're establishing choruses, is one person establishing the chorus, and just because choruses are really hard in musical improv, mm. so mm. someone will be someone will start singing a chorus, and then does the other person listen and wait till the chorus is over and then repeat it? Or I think it varies, but yeah. us- usually, yes. So someone will start a chorus, and then the other person will join in a repetition of it. Yeah. Yes. So we know. Um, but then it could be that one of us has sung a couple of lines, and then the other one will sing a bit, and then do those lines again. Yeah. So then we're like, oh, that's the chorus. Yeah. Right. And it's not as, and it's not as structured as kind of um, when you're doing improvised musical theatre I think you and usually because it's more people as well you have to have more of a structure in place Mm. and that's very you know so I've done um, a bit of work with multiverse and that you know and it was really interesting and brilliant group to work with they're so good and it was amazing working with them because I learned so much and now I've stolen it all (laughs) (laughs) I know I learned so much from them Um, and but with them you know with the group numbers, the structure is so important and they have, and you know that, you know, we're passing the songs and passing the line, sorry, and you know when the chorus is going to come in the structure of the song yeah. and then it's repeated by everyone. Um, but I think because it's the just the two of us yeah. and the music is, the accompaniment is also coming from us. Yeah. It means we don't have to be so locked down structurally. Right. right yeah. It gives us a bit more freedom to yeah. kind of... Uh, 
find it find it where it's going to be and yeah. you know sometimes that means it's nowhere yeah. but, um, but that's it, you know that's more um, of a poem yeah more, more of a spoken word poem with music um, but it, uh, yeah it means I guess it means we it means we get to play more yeah. and experiment yeah. more and yeah. find where it goes and I think also that does lend itself to the you know folk style of music yeah yeah um, yeah cool yeah. And you mentioned the rapping. I'm really interested in the rapping. <laughs> How does one get good at rapping? Oh, well. <laughs> I was walking down the street just the other day now. <laughs> yeah, nice. Always boots and cats. Drop the beat. Um, <laughs> he loves it when I say drop the beat in a show and I always forget to do yeah. it. <laughs> Bring the beat back. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, because I, I mean, I just... Growing up, I have very eclectic musical tastes as yeah. to fit, and I like I love rap, so I listen to a lot of rap, and um, you know, I think like anything, the more you listen to it, the more it gets ingrained, and then, I mean, improv rap. I don't know. I think it's about you. You have to be able to think fast. I yeah. Think is the but that's the only skill I really think. Yeah, I think um, what. Andy raps more than I rap, for sure. I've only rapped in rehearsal, <laughs> private rehearsal. But that, again, is a violin moment of him being like, just do it. And I think that is what you do. You just do it. And it's just like throwing caution to the wind and being like, I'm just going to just speak fast and see what happens. Yeah, and you, and, and you, you know that you know that there are enough words in your head and in your yeah, vocabulary yeah, right. that you will keep going. And that generally, you, it's... Rhyming in rap isn't that hard, and also generally, that's probably a word. And I'm not just saying generally in a French accent, I mean, I mean within the genre. Um, you know, if you look at it, it's less structured than you know, songs with a like ABAB yeah. pattern, and you have more rhymes with more rhymes within the lines, and more, um, I don't know the proper word for it, but rhymes that run over the edge of the line into yeah. the next line, and stuff like that. So, because it's freer it means you can worry a bit less yeah right. and if you've, you and it, in a way i think makes the rhymes a bit easier to find because they can kind of come whenever mm. um yeah i do yeah and i think you're going so fast that the audience has to go fast with you yeah. um that in the same way that you aren't thinking about the last thing you said because you're already thinking about the next thing so are they um so they just go with you i think yeah um yeah, it's not such a sati you know, it's not a satisfying like, scientific answer, is it? But I mm. think it is just um, sort of having blind faith and just going yeah. in and, and and enjoying it. Because when you do it, and when I watch you doing it, you're just it's just silly yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it you know I because I ages ago before we were doing Hacking and Jillian, I saw a wonderful duo who are from. New York and I cannot remember what they're called <laughs> you're welcome listeners who do improv rap and they were visiting from the US and they were incredible and I imagine if you ask them the same question they would probably have a much more yeah. scientific structured yeah. answer but I kind of and actually with a lot of the improv I and we do it's mm. cobbled together from different you know because we did improv classes at drama school and then from you know growing up watching Who's Line and then also listening to podcast and yeah it's all cobbled together from so many different things that it means it's i think it's less scientific in how we do it um and you know 
we could, I know for sure, I could definitely hone those things by having more training, which, you know, I hope to see in the future. But for the moment, there is a lot of blind faith yeah. running down the corridor of... Yeah, which is, how, yeah, half and half. I, we, we have, to, we've talked about this quite a lot in our, in our experience of improv. Um, and the other groups that we've worked in, um, that we don't have such a structured um, background in it. Um, we haven't done pure improv training. Mm. Um, like you say, like Andy said, it's um, sort of more a big mashup of the experiences and training that we have had um, at, in different places. Um, which I don't know what other people... I'd love to have some of the more thorough mm. um, sort of head-on training just purely in improv um but you know time and money and other limitations mean that that hasn't happened yet um but it's interesting isn't it because that is a difference i think that yeah. we don't have such a, <laughs> a structure or an understanding necessarily of what it is that mm. we do but we seem to enjoy it and have fun doing it yeah. and so do the audience so i guess we'll sort of grow with it as as long as that continues happening and then hopefully you know maybe have more training in the future and yeah for sure from those aspects as well yeah yeah i mean it always seems when you perform that it's very natural so sometimes when i'm watching a group and they've had lots of improv training i'm going oh okay they're doing that thing and i mm. probably know who they've learned it from right whereas i can actually understand in a way people thinking that you are a real folk group because it I don't see those improv tricks or yeah. techniques, um, so it always feels really real when I've seen. Before. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's really lovely to yeah, hear. Yeah, it's really nice, and because it's funny, isn't it? Because I sometimes feel like such an improv novice. <laughs> people are talking. It's like I don't know. You've gone to like play netball, and you don't know what the hoop. They're talking about all this, these words and using yeah, these yeah, words. Yeah. And like, do yeah. you know what that is? <laughs> and I feel like I'm really behind and um, and stupid in it. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's just a different background. And, I suppose, and, you know, everyone's doing all sorts of different things and everyone has different backgrounds. So um, at the end of the day, whether it's improv or not, we're just putting on shows and we want people to enjoy them. Yeah, um, yeah and I so think we have the advantage that we did... Fee and I went to drama school together. And something people say to us a lot, as well as our, we improvise with a group of five of us called Improfessional. And we also all went to the same drama school. And because we've trained together and done a lot of acting together, I think we're very comfortable with each other. And obviously, as you know, you know the biggest thing in improv with a group is trust. Yes. Yeah. And because we've had that from the very beginning of our, you know, drama school training. So we were there for a year, and what we finished in two thousand and fifteen. Fifteen. So we've had that many years of working together right, and having yeah. that trust. Yeah. And I think that means that our relationship on stage appears very natural yeah yes it does. and yes. also that you know it's a this it's a working in Jillian is such a lovely show to do because I go on never worrying about failing or tripping up because I know if I do Fee's gonna like fix it yeah <laughs> and, and ditto as well I think it, it is so much about feeling comfortable with each other and when we before we did our first like hour-long show at the White Bear in September, we um we were, I I was so nervous yeah. all day. I've never been that nervous. I honestly I I really was quite beside myself. Um and Andy came to my house before and we had a bit of a warm up, a yeah. bit of a rehearsal, or whatever, and just 
chilled out really and he was like what on earth is wrong with you um because we've done so much together and we've performed mm. you know Shakespeare to hundreds of people every night and I never get like that with with um I don't know rehearsed yeah. scripts or whatever I don't know um and I said I don't really know but I feel so nervous <laughs> anyway then it happened to him just like two minutes before the show. Oh, literally, like, just before we went on, I was like, I can't go free, yeah. I can't do it. Um, and I really, it is a bit cheesy, but I really wouldn't be able to do it with anyone else. Mm. And I just think that we're like, it's fine, we're both there. We really know each other so well, not just in this show, but in everything else mm. that we've done. And, um, and it's that. It's one, knowing that if I mess up, Andy's going to laugh, not be cross. Um, and and that we're going to make something of it and it's going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, and as you said before, if we didn't enjoy it this much, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And the joy, I think, is is communicated and you know, the audience, you can see that you two are really joyful about what you're doing. And that, yeah. that's just really nice for the audience because they can just relax and just go oh they're having a lovely time I can relax <laughs> yeah. and I'll probably have a lovely time as well yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really that's nice good. to hear so when you're rehearsing I just want to sort of think, talk a little bit about the rehearsal process how often do you rehearse? Ooh, mm, when we can so yeah. basically I mean because we're both uh, jobbing actors as well it's around kind of tour schedules and other things um, but it is kind of as often as we can and obviously it's because there's only two of us it's easier than getting a bigger group yes. together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I th that's say it. <laughs> when when we're when we're both around, probably once a week. Once a week, yeah. Yeah, but obviously we're not. We're often not both around. Um, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a coach? Not no, for Wacky and Dillian, no. no. Um, we do have an the lovely Victoria Hogg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Coaches us being professional, um, but we we don't for this, do we? No, and again, that's another thing of maybe at some point we'll get an outside eye in yeah. or a director. But I mean, for the moment, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's pretty early doors. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the moment, we're just kind of finding finding our way with it. Yeah, and, and we get a lot of feedback from our shows. Obviously, a lot of our friends um, working in the industry too writers or actors or directors yeah. or whatever but um you know people with an eye for performance and and shows and um audience enjoyment and participation etc etc so actually their feedback has helped us um in these beginning stages of doing it as a full length show um helped us sort of hone it and think about things that we didn't we didn't necessarily see before um and question things and decisions and mm. yeah so that's been useful um and I suppose that's part of starting a show, isn't it? You have to just do it yeah. to see what people yeah. think um, and sort of go from there. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Improfessional started after back at drama school. We had a producer who did um, kind of like sessions with us about the industry. You know, I said to him, oh, I really want to start an improv group. Yeah. And he was like, go on then. <laughs> so, go forth, sir. Like, hilariously. He, I mean, so he said, you know, get a group of people together and book in a date so you know you have to do it. And um, I think before that, the five of us had had a, had a conversation where we said, we were walking home from night out, weren't we? And we all said, like, we should do something. <laughs> so then, hey, they coincided. But so we had this conversation maybe in, me and this producer, in maybe, like, mm, February. And I booked in a hoopla night in yeah. April. 
And I went to him and I said, yeah, well, I went to him and I said, Sam, thank you so much for that advice. We've, we've um, booked in a night for April. And he went, this year? <laughs> I was like, yes, why? No, no, I don't. Like, I mean, That's so oh, funny. Awesome. I don't think you told us that at the time. <laughs> I was like, no, not doing it. Give me a year. But, yeah, and it is, I think it's, again, like we were saying with, you know, doing things in improv, being like, you can do this, you should do it. It's the same on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. Just going, we should book anything and try it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's what we're finding at the moment. And, yeah. and then that's what Steve Rowe would say. You know, he said that, yeah. you know, book the show yeah, and then the show will happen. Yeah. Whereas if you, you know, practice and wait till you're ready, you'll never really be ready. No. You just got to take the, uh, yeah. the plunge. So, improfessional is, does it, it works around everyone's uh, acting, so it's only you're only really together for certain parts of the year. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, the same kind of thing is again all five of us are jobbing actors, so it's just kind of that is yeah when and where we can really. Mm. And mm -hmm. as the five of us after graduating, you know, become more busy with acting work again, it gets yeah harder to book in. But you know, when we do find the time to do the sessions and do gigs, it's a hoot. It is, yeah. yeah. It's great. great That's why it's um, obviously a lot easier, like we said, for just the two of us yeah. to um, find the time. Because it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it, to, um, well, for any actor to structure their lives because <laughs> nothing is um, planned or secure <laughs> or kind of their life. Um, yeah, so it's slightly haphazard in that sense. But um, then again, you know, year after year, we do lots of gigs and we've started a new group and you, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. you don't know when exactly it will happen. <laughs> it surprises you. Yeah. <laughs> Three round corners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what sort of format were you exploring with Improfessional? Um, so we started doing games based and then we've kind of explored different long form and kind of, uh, I think, looking at Harold's and scene based stuff. Um, and our, you know, our improv training as a group is all in games. So then it's really interesting exploring more long form and narrative yeah. hmm. uh, formats. Yeah. So again, you know, like this, with them, we're exploring and finding what's fun. Yeah. What we want to do. Uh, yeah. So uh, moving back to Joaquin and Julian, why why folk music? Ah, oh, just oh. like it. Just like it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I uh, my parents are massive folkies, and I was you know brought up listening to folk and going to folk festivals and i think also partly um practical because the instruments we play yeah lend right. themselves to folk yeah, yeah, yeah. but also it's um it's a beautiful genre and also it's a storytelling genre yeah uh, folk folk music and folk songs are generally about telling stories and i mean much often much more so than pop music or rock or you know yeah, and it yeah. is that yeah. which lends itself to improv because it means yeah. it's not odd in the genre to tell a story whereas i think mm -hmm. if you're doing rock music and you were telling a story it would it might be a bit odd yeah some yeah. some artists do it you know springsteen mm. will do it mm. but then he's kind of a bit folky anyway so yeah, yeah. exactly so um, sort of it's got a big umbrella term as well i think oh yeah, yeah. um which allows it helps us <laughs> we can really do anything <laughs> lots of um yeah Lots of playing around. Um, and also, I think, um, the other shows that we've done as well, we have included so much folk music. Oh, yeah. So we've been um, creating... Well, Andy has been writing um, songs f for those, and we and also we've been playing, you know, really old 
um, folk songs and, and the songs that are written into Shakespeare's texts. Um, so it kind of stems a little bit from yeah. that, doesn't it? We play our, we spend our summers um, playing folk music. <laughs> <laughs> so then it seems only right to yeah. carry on. It's a yeah. good job you love it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I was wondering whether you had to do lots of research to sort of find out about mm. not only sort of the actual folk music, but the sort of the the things that go around it. But yeah. if you're brought up with it, then you'll know all that already. I think I definitely am less brought up. Well, I can't speak. <laughs> was less brought up by it than Andy. Um, but so I've learned so much more about it and also been introduced to bands and songs that I'd never heard of before. Um, I love country music and I listened to a lot of that when I was growing up. Dixie Chicks are my all-time <laughs> favourite band. Um, but... Yeah, so it's been a little bit of a um, teaching for me, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you are folk through and through, really. Yeah, and, you know, um, I am. But then doing the music for the Shakespeare shows, again, has shown me so much. Yeah. And, you know, doing the music for that really old folk music. And, you know, every day. Yeah. Every day you learn new stuff when you're doing it, um, either through us doing it or through, you know, other people showing mm -hmm. you. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's great. And are you big fans of warm-ups? What do you do before a show? We do love a good warm-up. We, we love a good warm-up. I love warming up. <laughs> <laughs> Even more than the show. It's my favourite. <laughs> I really do love warming no, it's, up. Yeah. It's so important. Mm. And actually, so many people don't do it. Mm. And so many companies don't do it in the, in the wider industry. Yeah. Um, and I'm always in the corner, you know, rolling my spine. <laughs> I just keep rolling the spine. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of a rite of passage before a show. Yeah. It's um, ritual. It's ritual, yeah. Oh, so what do you do? Oh. Uh, um, so usually we'll play, uh, usually play a couple of improv games. Usually, actually, couldn't rap on this. Oh, we'll this do, is our which favourite game. I learned from the lovely boys in the RH experience. Because um, I, I went to primary school with Connor. Uh, um, so from them we learn can rap on this, which is, uh, if, for yourself or the listener, if they don't know, is um, a wonderful game of rapping and rhyming, and it's really silly. So everyone goes, could and rap on, on this. this, and then you say a line, could and rap, rap on this. this, you try and make it rhyme, could and rap, rap on this. this, and then I go next, could and rap, rap on this. this, but I don't have any text, could and rap, rap on this. Yeah, and it goes on like that forever and ever. And it's difficult because it's such a fun game that I, I kind of, we do it and then just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get really loud. Yeah. And it's a really good, I love that warm up because it's a good way to like hype up yeah. before the show because you can get loud and silly and yeah yeah it's um so that's really fun we do that it's a great one a lot um what else do we do for improv warm-ups do um what's in the box what's, what's in, in your box what's in the box what's in your box what's in, what's in the box is that a nick cage what's thing in your box? um so, give me back my box yeah <laughs> and i think it is your box <laughs> that's so strange but you basically hold out a box like you know an invisible box and the other person has to take things out of the box, look at them and name them. Yeah, we yeah. Taught, we were taught this by Ruth Bratt, yeah. um, who was our teacher at drama school. And um, mm. we, and yeah, and you just keep going. Um, so it's just trying to literally warm up your brain yeah. to be plucking ideas yes. um, out of thin air, literally. And I love um, that, I love that when you reach out for something and then you discover what it is. Yeah, exactly, you really, see it. Yeah, that's a really nice thing in warm-ups. That's also a really nice thing to do when you're on stage, if, mm. you, if you're mm -hmm. not sure what to do reach out and then, so true yeah, yeah exactly discover what the object is yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, do those. And then we usually play a song or two. Yep. Just to get us to get us going. Usually our uh, wonderful techie, whoever it might be, we go, D -d -d give us a name! Yeah. <laughs> give us a song! Exactly. <laughs> when we rehearse at home, we, we turn to um, the same book that is always on my coffee table. <laughs> that is... This really, it must be one of my housemates' books. It's like a dream book, isn't it's it? It's called The Book of Dreams. But it's not its not fiction. It's like a proper big, you know, square coffee book, t coffee table book. And it's um, a real scientific book about dreams. Um, so we turn to a page and I just like, you know, plonk my finger down. And it'll be something like sleeping. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we will do that, then we'll rehearse. <laughs> Um, we need a new book now. Yeah, we'll get we'll get one. We'll get, you know what? We'll, let's get a new book. Okay, we okay, will. Okay, cool. I have other books in my house. That's just always the one that's so close, <laughs> yeah. the closest by. <laughs> you don't like moving forward. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> cool, right. I think it's time for the, the big last question. Ooh. So, what, when you're performing, when you're improvising, is your signature move? What is it that you do brings the house down, that saves the day, that, you know. What a good question. Oh, gosh, a really good question. Can we do each other's? Yes. Oh, that's Definitely. more fun that's and terrifying. Fun, right? um, so I think this is yours. <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah, it is yours. So um, Andy is very good at choosing the right moment to get the whole audience to join in singing with us. <laughs> which I'm never so on the ball as to notice. And it is literally the most wonderful thing because he just says to the audience, um, come on, guys, join in, or whatever. Shouts over and the audience absolutely love it because it will be just on one little line or whatever. maybe it's the title of the song yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And the whole audience are singing with us. And it is like they're our actual fans and they've listened to this song, you know, countless yeah. times in their cars. Um, and you stop playing and we're clapping and they're singing and it's wonderful. I feel like a true rock star. It's a magical thing. And that that gig we did in Edinburgh, someone requested Wonderwall, of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, so we did our Wonderwall, no races. But, yeah. um, and the, the audience sang along and they did it in like three-part harmony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. amazing. Because uh, your friend is a... Is, she's a choir, is... choir mistress. Yeah. Master. Master. Yeah. She's a wonderful singer. Yeah. So not only does she join in, she harmonised with us, <laughs> which was just stunning. Yeah. Um, brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> well, so you actually did Wonderwall? No, no, no we, we did, did our version of Wonderwall. It was a song about when Joaquin and Gillian were at school and the teachers set up, basically asked everyone what questions they wanted asked, <laughs> what questions they wanted answered. And the kids had to write the questions the things they wondered on a piece of paper and stick them on the wonder wall and that's what that song is about oh that's beautiful oh mm. boy <laughs> <laughs> the big ass making us come up with another story to wonder wall yeah no uh, ever, oh no yeah we've had that before we've had that since actually someone asked uh, for a spice girl song yeah what was it uh, two become one two become one oh yeah <laughs> stupidly stupidly i referenced that song to become one and then obviously someone's like well do that one <laughs> so that song was about putting um two cds in a hole made for one cd wow. yeah and breaking the cd player yeah yep but we did it we did but we you know what we did it you can't argue with the truth that's true right <laughs> that's what that song is about so we stuck with it yeah <laughs>
that's what we do do is that when uh, so Andy you came up with that explanation and I was like right we are doing this <laughs> you can't you, it, it's that whole saying yes thing um, yeah you know you gotta go with um, with the truth of how that song was made um, and that's fun I think it's quite funny when the audience are like oh what are they gonna do now <laughs> how are they gonna do this <laughs> yeah they've really set themselves yeah. up for failure yeah. <laughs> what like, are they gonna do we'll do it don't worry like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> So how That's do you great. know when to get the, the audience to sing along? Because um, if you do it too early... Right, go, he's good at picking the moment. And if they leave it too late, mm. I don't know. Or is it just yeah, instinctual? You just feel it, don't you? Just, yeah. you, just, you know, you just feel it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I don't know. I think um, usually, uh, usually the last song of the show or towards the end of the gig. Yeah. When everyone's loosey-goosey and warmed up. Uh, Probably wouldn't go down well on the first, first song. song. Everyone join in. We break. Yeah. Lead balloon. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think usually towards the end of the gig, and you can feel, and actually, it's a real beautiful thing with music, and this is, uh, it, you know, in the folk music tradition, is people sitting around in rooms all singing together. Yeah. And I genuinely, I think when an audience is watching a show, if there is, like a music show, if there is, a simple chorus you can I always feel like you can feel them wanting to join in yeah you can you can feel that and so you just go right then do it and because as soon as you give them permission they're like yes yeah yeah Yeah. and it's so nice actually watching an audience unwind because again like we were saying if they're not they're not improv audiences um, so they're not they don't come in ready to be involved they just want to sit back fair enough they've paid their money they've got their drink they want to sit back and watch a show and then we ask them to get involved and they're like oh for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> I can see all their faces like I, d- I didn't ask for this um, but by the end they're so involved and and I think relaxed by our silliness yes. and I think that's a real joy because um, I'm like that too when I go to the theatre mm. it's not that I'm always um, ready to be really fun and exciting when yeah. I'm the audience member. I'm ready to sit there and, and receive whatever is going to happen. Um, so I think that's nice. And they, they do really, they relax and they get involved and then and they're free. Yeah. Um, it, they are lovely moments. Yeah. It's my favourite thing when that happens. And there are so few moments when you're an adult where you have permission to sing. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is really sad. There are a few things that I get really passionate about and one of them is when people are told as children that they can't or they shouldn't sing. Mm. Because there's very, very few people that don't have, you know, at least some ability to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a inherent joy to being human, to sing out loud, yeah. and to also to sing in a group. Mm. Yeah, it's so yeah. nice, yeah. so unifying. And like you say, it's not, I think what our shows are, it's not about sounding pretty. or not, We're not professing to being the best singers in the country at all. Um, but we, fi- we find joy from playing our instruments and singing. Yes. And that's what we want to share. And anyone can do that. Like you say, and as kids, that's allowed. And then you get to a certain age yeah. and it's not. And you have to sound perfect and pretty mm. and nice all the time and if you can't do it then you shouldn't yeah, yeah, and I totally yeah. agree screw that who cares yeah. it, like adults in a room together on oh. a Monday night above Smith. a pub yeah. yeah, singing to the fields of wheat or whatever <laughs> we're singing um, <laughs> and it's just joyful it's nice yeah so what is Fee's signature oh yeah mm, yeah I think so I think I have a habit 
in form of like barreling. Right. <laughs> and I think it, it can be quite. Uh, By barreling, you mean? As in, kind of um, being very. Um, Clear in your choices. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. So being very bold and really uh, kind of going at maybe a hundred and. 20%. <laughs> and it's, I think audiences can find it a bit much. And Fee is the most wonderfully disarming improviser. <laughs> and I, but I love it because I think an audience can be like a bit like what's going on. And Fee will just say something like a line that will get them back round. And it's a really beautiful thing. And I think it's as an improviser, when you're playing Gillian, she has a wonderful innocence about her. <laughs> This is what I've... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You've never done this. Um, Thanks, Stuart. <laughs> this is like counselling. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the wonderful innocence about the character that means Fee has uh, the possibility and the ability to do that. And it's a really uh, wonderful thing for me because it means I'm like, that And Fee goes, here's this thing. And everyone goes, oh, yes, that thing. And I go, oh, thank God, that thing. <laughs> Um, and it, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really it's really lovely. Um, uh, you know, for me, one of the big reasons why Blackie and Gillian works is because Fee has that to offset my insanity. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. And I think um, you need yeah, you need if you're both um, like in any way, like when you're building a cast for something, you need different players yeah. um, in any context, don't you, um, to make a good team. Um, and I think that is, um, we are, we're very different people mm. and, um, very different improvisers. So I think that's maybe some of what is why we, we work well together. Um, which is nice. And, and it's, it's cool, isn't it? Because then you can just relax about your shortcomings. You know, cause he's got that. <laughs> so that's fine. I don't need to care about the fact that I can't <laughs> rap at the speed of light, like Eminem. <laughs> Andy does that. <laughs> so it's cool. Uh, just a disclaimer, I'm not... Quite as fast as Eminem. I think you are. Thank you. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> applause. <laughs> applause for you. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Applause all Applause round. all round. <laughs> Applause all round. A lovely yeah. hour. Yes. No, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for being here. That was, that was a genuine pleasure. <laughs> I made this. That's improv! <laughs>